Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast. Talking about old John Milton again. I did promise a few days ago that I wouldn't spend like four or five days on John Milton. I'd power through. Now we're up to this is day six and probably won't even get it done today. So I do apologize. <coughs> Whoa, excuse me. <clears throat> um, Lascidious is a pastoral allergy. TLDR. Courtesy of Schmoop, courtesy of Swim said the mum fishy. The poem begins with the speaker lamenting the huge task before him in memorialising his friend. <coughs> now I've got the sneezes, yes. Um, his friend is gone, all the hard work he put in on earth is worthless because he died before he could achieve fame. Enter Apollo, yep, Apollo is always sticking his nose in where he doesn't belong. Apollo tells the speaker to cool his jets. Um... A lot, even the TLDR is about as long as the poem. Anyway, we gathered that it was a long poem in tribute to his friend who died. In August 1637, Edward King, a young Cambridge student, set out for Ireland to visit his family. Unfortunately, Young Mr. King never made it to Ireland. His ship sank off the coast of Wales and he drowned at 25. Shortly after his death, a number of the King's Cambridge buddies, including John Milton, sorry, of King's Cambridge buddies, ah, Edward King. Shortly after his death, a number of his college buddies, Cambridge buddies, including John Milton, put together a two-part collection of poems as a tribute to their fallen comrade. The second part was called obsequies to the memory of Mr. Edward King and Lycidas was the last and longest poem in this part. Okay, so it's from a longer tribute piece. That's nice. That's nice. All right, today's poems, read a couple of them. First one's called To Lady Margaret Lay. Daughter to that good earl, once president of England's council and her treasury, who lived in both unstained with gold or fee, and left them both, more in himself content, till the sad breaking of that parliament broke him as that dishonest victory at Choronea, fatal to liberty, killed with a port that old man eloquent, though later born, then to have known the days wherein your father flourished, yet by you, madam, methinks I see him living yet. So well your words, his noble virtues, praise, that all both judge you to relate them true, and to possess them honoured, Margaret. On his blindness is the next poem. When I consider how my light is spent, ere ever half my days in this dark world and wide, and that one talent which is death to hide, lodged with me useless, though my soul more bent, to serve therewith my maker, and present my true account, least... He, returning chide, doth God exact day labour, light denied. I fondly ask, but patience to prevent. That murmur soon replies, God doth not need either man's work or his own gifts, who best bear his mild yoke. They serve him best his state, his kingly thousands at his bidding speed, and post over land and ocean without rest, they also serve who only stand and wait. To Mr. Lawrence. Lawrence, a virtuous father, virtuous son, now that the fields are dank and ways are mine, where shall we sometimes meet and by the fire? 
Help Waster Southern Day, what may be won from the hard season, gaining time will be will run on smoother till Favonius re-inspire the frozen earth and cloth in fresh attire. The lily and rose that neither sewed nor spun, what neat repast shall feast us light and choice of attic tast with wine, whence we may rise to hear the lute well touched or artful voice, warble immortal notes and Tuscan air. Who, he who of the delights can judge and spare, to interpose them oft is not unwise. To Syriac Skinner, Syriac, whose grandsir on the royal bench of British Themis, Thames, what? with no mean applause, pronounced and his volumes taught our laws, which others at their bar so often wrench. To day deep thoughts resolve with me to drench in mirth that after no repenting draws, let elucid rest and armic. Archimedes pause, and what the Swede intend, and what the French, to measure life, learn thou best times, and know, toward solid good, what leads the nearest way, for other things mild heaven a time ordains, and disapproves that care, though wise in show, that with superfluous burden loads the day, and when God sends a cheerful hour, refrains. On his deceased wife. Methought I saw my late spouse saint brought to me like Alcestis from the grave, whom Jove's great son to her glad husband gave, rescued from death by force, though pale and faint, miners whom washed from spot of childbed taint, purification in the old law did save, and such as yet once more I trust to have full sight of her in heaven without restraint, came vested all in white, pure as her mind, her face was veiled yet to my fancied sight. Love, sweetness, goodness in her person shined, shined, so clear as in no face with more delight. But, oh, as to embrace me, she inclined. I waked, she fled, and day brought back my night. I think that's enough for tonight. We can finish it tomorrow, though. Three poems left. All right, well, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.